What's up, guys, and welcome to the first official episode of Fight Diary Podcast. I wanted to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this is going to be the first official episode of a new podcast that organically moved, uh, you know, from from a, a series of videos that I had made following a car accident that I was in three years ago. Um, I'm going to take the opportunity right now uh, for this first episode just to kind of get acquainted with you guys. There's a lot of people on here that I'm sure don't know my story. Um, if you do, feel free to just um, move past it, you know, into the next whatever next phase of this video or into the next uh, episode. But I'm going to just kind of give a quick brush through of, of my story and, and uh, where this all kind of started and came from. Um, so my name is Chris Kokoris and I'm a I'm an MMA fighter out of South Lake Tahoe, California. Um, in 2017, I was sort of towards the top tier of the amateur uh, ranks. You know, I had won the World Fighting Championships featherweight title, defended that twice. I was fighting for a lot of um, regional MMA titles as an amateur. Um, was doing good. You know, I was in the top, I think, probably 15 in the West and and in California, and uh, was was had some good momentum going as an amateur fighter. Um, in late 2017, December 2017, I came up to Tahoe with my girlfriend, uh, Cecilia at the time. And, uh, we came up here to see family and do some training and on our way back home, um, halfway between, uh, South Lake Tahoe and Southern California, uh, we were in a head on collision. Um, it took the life of her, it took the life of my dog in the backseat and it almost took my own life. Um, she was driving, just made an error. Uh, there's no alcohol involved. Um, nothing like that. It was just a simple error. Um, tried going around a semi truck and we hit a, another car head on and, um, I lost everything. So, uh, in that accident, I managed to break my spine, <clears throat> excuse me. I broke my arm. I broke my leg. And I got what they call seatbelt syndrome, which is basically where at a certain speed, the seatbelt goes into your stomach, it severs your intestine, and it breaks your spine. It's sort of a worst case scenario at a high speed, and that's what happened to me. So I crawled out of the wreck. Um, I started holding on to my life on the side of the road. It was the middle of the night. It was cold. It was dark. Um, I had a couple bystanders come and, and sit next to me and, and kind of talk me through it. Um, and I just tapped in. You know, I just tapped into some, some mental strength. Uh, my training, my past, um, and just tried to hold on to my life. And I barely, barely made it. Uh, managed to, to, to make it to when the helicopter got me there. They flew me out of there and took me to Loma Linda Hospital in San Bernardino County, um, where I got put under and uh, woke up um, with a completely new perspective on life. Um, my lungs had failed in that surgery. Um, my heart almost stopped working as well as my body was just shutting down. Um, they had to do the initial life-saving operation, which was basically, um, taking care of, of the internal bleeding, but they had yet to address the broken spine. They had really yet to address a lot of the broken bones in general. Um, you know, at the time I was at the peak of my, my amateur career. So my coaches were just trying to salvage whatever I had left. And as well as myself, you know, I wanted to continue fighting. So that was, that was my goal upon waking up, even though at that point, um, it, it was just pretty far out of the question with the, with the condition that I was in. So, um, you know, I woke up in the hospital. I woke up to a nurse, uh, two nurses. Uh, I had a tube down my throat. I had a big um, tube in my stomach uh, with a motor attached to it that was extracting uh, whatever out of my stomach. Um, and like I said, a completely new perspective on life, having lost everything. I had lost my girlfriend. I had lost my dog. I had lost my job. I lost my career. I lost um, 
my apartment. We had a, a really nice apartment, you know, overlooking downtown San Diego. Um, most of my belongings, uh, you know, they were in the apartment or they were in the car, both of which I really didn't get anything back from. Um, and I was halfway in between home and home, my two homes, um, laid up in a hospital bed, broken from head to toe. Um, MMA saved my life. According to the doctors, the surgeons, the medics on site, uh, if it wasn't for being in tip-top shape, um, I probably wouldn't have survived the hit. Um, so that was really eye-opening. Um, completely changed my perspective on the sport and I think on fitness and, and health in general. Um, so I ended up spending a month in the hospital. Um, I had to completely learn how to use my body again. I had to learn how to walk again. Um, I had to learn how to you know, all my motor skills were lost. So brushing my teeth, going to the bathroom on my own, um, I, I basically felt like like a baby again, where I just had to learn how to use my body as a grown man. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot of challenges in, in those 30 days um, that I could speak on a little bit later on. Um, so brushing past that a little bit, like I said, I'll get back to that later. Um, I went home, uh, stayed with family, and upon returning home, I, I had the goal of uh, competing again, um, which was <clears throat> which was insane to a lot of people. So upon returning home, I went to uh, my first physical therapy office and they basically laughed me out of there, which I was referred to and was one of the supposed to be one of the best in my area. And it was, you know, covered by my insurance. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they had basically told me that, you know, I was a liability and that if my goal was to compete again, that they wouldn't work with me. And that seemed to be kind of a reoccurring problem for me. I kept running into um, until I, I managed to get with my team, uh, Jameson DeLalo, Barton Performance, and the core group that basically, you know, that basically saved my life. Um, they took me on with, with confidence and open arms, and, um, you know, they, uh, they respected my vision, and they had enough confidence in themselves to take on the challenge. So we got to work. Um, those next two years of my life between January 2018 and January 2020 basically consisted of um, growth, uh, physical growth, um, surgeries, um, talks, podcasts, a documentary that we started filming, just all sorts of stuff that, you know, sort of in light of the situation brought my life to new heights. Um, you know, despite all the pain and the trauma and the healing that I had to go through as well. Um, and you know, all of that is, is going to be covered in this podcast and in, in the episodes to come. So stay tuned. Um, a lot of cool stuff. We started filming a major documentary. Like I said, it's called momentum. We just wrapped up filming and went into post-production. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, basically <clears throat> to, like I said, the short version, uh, you know, in, in January, 2020, I got cleared to fight again. So initially I got what they call a percutaneous fusion. Don't quote me on that because I think that that's the name of it, but uh, I could I could have it a little off, but <clears throat> they didn't really know what to do um, to, to salvage my career, to do a surgery that would allow me to compete again, maybe. Um, you know, so after two weeks on my back of not being able to move, of being in major pain, um, my coaches the surgeons decided on a temporary fusion. Um, initially, they wanted to permanently fuse me, you know, and they said I'd lose 50% mobility. Um, but my coach stepped in and said, no, might be might sound crazy, but we, we want this kid to fight again. Um, it's all he's got. 
And so they they uh, ended up doing a percutaneous fusion, which is a temporary fusion where they put metal in your spine, they send you off, and, and they leave all the hard work and the recovery up to you. And then they see you again within a year or so, assess where you're at, and then you can go from there. So about a year following that surgery, excuse me, I went in to see the surgeon and he was just absolutely blown away with the shape that I was in, the shape that I managed to keep the rest of my body in while we um, worked around those injuries. I mean, I had such an incredible team, guys, of just so many different people that plugged in and, you know, and just helped in different ways from keeping me in shape, keeping me healthy, keeping me mentally healthy and focused, uh, working around the injuries, catering to the injuries themselves, uh, working on my mobility making sure that I can continue to train and, and stay ahead of the game despite all the injuries that I had. Um, just an absolutely incredible team um, that I credit everything to. Um, <clears throat> so I went and I saw my surgeon and he said, you look great, we wanna get that metal out. Well, I ran into some insurance complications. So about nine months after that, that uh, doctor visit, I was able to actually get <clears throat> the hardware removed from my spine. At which point we were so far past due that the metal had actually started digging out a small hole in one of my bones because of all my movement, because of all my activity over the course of that two years. Um, and so I got with um, a local surgeon in Lake Tahoe in my hometown. His name is Zachary Childs. And um, he, he rocked it. He got the metal out. Um, you know, I, I healed up from that. And then January 2020, I met with him and we did an x-ray and he did a little assessment. And <clears throat> he said, look, Chris, you're good. You know, by miracle, you're good and you can compete again. You lost less than 1% mobility in your body. You wouldn't even tell that I was in an accident without me taking my shirt off. And, you know, you seeing all the scars around my body, my torso and, 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 uh, he even wrote it on paper, you know, gave me a nice little, um, you know, can return to sport paper that I'll frame and keep for the rest of my life. It just, it was just an incredibly, uh, you know, inspiring and just life changing moment. I'll never forget. And, uh, so many people were involved. There was so much more to it that I'm going to talk about, uh, later on. And, um, you know, it was just an incredible two years of my life, incredible journey. Um, so many people involved. So 20, January 2020, that happened, um, and then, of course, COVID hit. So that uh, slowed things down a bit. I had signed a contract to fight for my comeback fight um, uh, August August 2020, and, you know, we had the poster made, we had the opponent, everything all ready to go, and then, you know, COVID ruined that. So I had to continue to be patient and train through the pandemic. Uh, we filmed through the pandemic, um, stayed proactive, and then, you know, it was really hard to find a fight after that. So <clears throat> we ended up finding out about a, a promotion that was operating in Colorado called Sparta. One of my teammates, Nikki Cruz, actually fought on that card uh, a, a couple months prior, um, but they were all filled up. So we had to reach out to the promotion and tell them my story. Um, they they wanted to get us on. They actually put me on as the co-main event. Um, and so we had a fight and this was January 30th of 2021. So we got to work and started preparing for that. Um, there was a lot going into this fight that was sort of unfamiliar territory because we're going into a higher level fight. Uh, but everything's new to us. My body's new, cutting weight, um, training, everything was different than it was before. Um, I actually had to go up a weight class. I would I would usually fight at featherweight, 145 pounds. 
I had to go up to um, lightweight 155 pounds because I couldn't make the cut from being out for three years and just my body changing. Um, so I had to go up a weight class for the first time in my career. Um, I fought a really tough kid. Shout out to Joey Garcia. Kind of brought the kryptonite to my game plan at the time, which is just, you know, I was a heavy striker. He was a heavy wrestler. So it was a great matchup. Um, but went into the went into the fight more or less confident, ready to go. Everything was firing on all cylinders. Everything felt great. The warm-up felt great. Camp went fairly smooth. Small minor stuff, but nothing crazy injury-wise. It was a smooth camp. Um, the weight cut was horrendous. I had to cut about 15 pounds um, overnight. Uh, but we got through that, and then the fight, you know. Um, the fight was the fight was insane guys and I don't know if maybe you guys want to hear a little bit more details on it in a different episode just let me know um like I said everything right now is going to be more the quick version of me telling you my story and then I'm going to get a little bit more in depth um with things later on so the fight itself I won in the last 10 seconds of the fight um Joey beat me up basically the whole fight he he just broke me you know mentally he I wouldn't say he broke me mentally. He just brought a, a really great game plan to the table. Um, I had the, you know, I needed a slow start. I had been out of the game for three years. I needed to shake some cage rust. Um, the bell would ring. I would go out to touch gloves and kind of have the, the exchange on the feet. He would disregard my glove touch, and he'd just he'd blast me and just shoot for a takedown or throw a punch. He just relentless pressure unforgiving pressure and it took me off my game so he managed to beat me up the first two rounds um I think he got a little bit tired in the third and I managed to you know I managed to knock him out in the last 10 seconds of the fight I think it came down to who can thrive more in deep waters and uh you know I managed to shine so it was it was an it was one of the greatest moments of my life um, I couldn't even express in words how it felt seeing him drop and, and after being so tired and, and beat up and um, demoralized and, you know, watching my whole team, the looks on their faces and um, my girlfriend, my new girlfriend in the front row, um, the look on her face and just seeing him fall. And um, then I had to finish the fight and I had 10 seconds to do so. And um you know, worrying about the ref not stopping it and him getting saved by the bell and me losing. Um, so when the when the ref stepped in and waved it off with just a couple seconds left on the clock, it was a storybook ending, um, and it was just the most incredible uh, experience of my life. So um, moving on from that, you know, I met with my coach the following day, and he basically, you know, told me that it's time, it's time to take things up a notch and. Um, there was some obvious holes exposed in my game. So, um, they wanted, they didn't want me to take a break. I wanted a break. I mean, it felt like the last two years of my life was, uh, was preparing for this fight, you know, and I wanted to come home and for the first time in my life was craving some normalcy. Um, but they didn't want that. They wanted me to keep, uh, keep moving. So keep it moving. So, um, you know, I can't disclose where, but I, I have to speak with them first and make sure that it's okay. But they basically set out a plan for me to travel halfway across the world within the next couple months um, and train with some some top athletes, um, you know, Olympians, and just really immerse myself into um, different areas of the sport that are going to really develop my game into the direction that we need it for me to be able to compete with the best in the world and beat the best in the world. Um, so that's what I did. I came back home. Um, I prepared and I jumped on a flight and left uh, about three months later um, 
and went and spent some time in a different part of the world. So um, that's basically where we're at now. Um, that's the story thus far. I did break my leg um, in that in that environment that I was in. I did have to come home and get a surgery done. I had a fibula break, um, pretty clean break uh, for my fibula bone that I had to come back home and take care of. But um, there's a lot in that experience that I learned that I'm going to speak on. It was an incredible experience. I was training with and under the top athletes in the world, Olympians, people preparing for the Tokyo Olympics that's going to be going on in about a month, or I'm sorry, in about a week from now. Um, it just it elevated my game so much while I was there and just helped me learn so much about myself. I mean, this entire process from start to finish has just been a, a series of learning experiences. And, um, you know, the premise of this is to not speak from um, books I've read or, you know, people I've heard from. It's it's more me speaking straight from the source, straight from experiences. And that's always been the premise of this. And the guests that I bring on, a lot of them are going to have some really interesting, unique experiences themselves. A lot of them are going to be built around trauma and pain um, and overcoming that trauma and becoming champions in their own walk of life. Um, so I'm really excited to get started and I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I want to um, say, uh, I want to give a special thank you and shout out to the people that have tuned in and, and just just uh, rode with me through this whole process. You know, it's um, finding purpose in this experience has been the biggest challenge for me. And I think, you know, without your guys' help, I just, I wouldn't have found my place. So I just want to say thank you guys. I appreciate for you tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode. Like I said, we're going to dig into all sorts of cool topics from trauma and mental health to MMA and fighting um, and to uh, training and, you know, uh, physical insight and uh, just uh, lots of really awesome stuff that, you know, I honestly just couldn't even begin to express um, you know, how, how great it's all going to be and the people that it's going to be coming from, the sources it's going to be coming from and just the, the level of knowledge and experience. And, um, there's a lot of really cool stuff ahead. Uh, finding new love, you know, learning how to love again, um, fighting again, you know, and just really digging into the, the depths of these experiences. So, um, Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in. If you guys have any, uh, any ideas or anything, any requests, you know, just, just, feel free to send it my way. Uh, I appreciate the ratings. I appreciate the comments. I'm really excited to get started. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you guys soon.